0: he lives I can face tomorrow well praise God and that was a wonderful song this morning just to hear that I brought back your message I heard that song how he sought us and how he bought us I wasn't worthy praise God and because of it well glory praise his holy name because he lives we can make it thank you Jesus
1: want to say these words and then we're going to sit down. But I heard a song the other night that's just been on my mind and this isn't the devil fighting me, trying to stop me. I heard an old song from back in the 80s when I first accepted Christ as my Savior. and It was that song, El Shaddai. God is enough. Echanata Adonai. I will praise and lift you high. El Shaddai. Through your blood and through the ram, through the seed of Abraham, through the Father and the Son, oh, what glory you have done. Oh, El Shaddai, El I, Ekanana Adonai, in 2023, and for the rest of my days, I will praise and lift you high because God is enough. El Shaddai.
2: Well, I'm glad I'm saved I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm free. I'm glad I'm free. I'm glad I'm covered, covered by, by the blood, blood of, of Calvary. Calvary. <laughs> oh, I'm glad he brought oh, me, he brought from, me the clay. from the miry clay. I'm glad he washed my sin away. away. I'm, I'm glad I'm
3: Of I'm glad he brought, he brought, me me from, he brought me from the miry me clay. clay. I'm,
2: I'm glad he washed my sin away. I'm glad, glad I saved. In a world that's full of sin and full of sorrow, you never know just what tomorrow's gonna bring. With the bad news and the sad news that's around.
3: Covered by, by the blood, blood of, of Calvary. Calvary. I'm glad he brought, glad he brought me, brought the me
2: from the miry clay. I'm glad he washed my sin away. I'm glad I'm, glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm saved. of Calvary. I'm glad he brought I'm me, glad he brought from, me the from the miry
3: clay, Wash my sin away,
2: I'm glad I'm, glad I'm saved. saved. In a world that's full of sin and full of trouble, you never know just what tomorrow's going to bring, with the bad news and the sorrow that's around me. Oh, it just makes me feel so glad of this one thing. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm
3: glad I'm saved. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm free. I'm
2: glad I'm covered,
3: covered by the blood of, of Calvary. Calvary.
2: I'm glad He bought I'm me,
3: glad he me from
2: the, clay.
3: From the clay. I'm glad He washed
2: my sin away. I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm saved. He washed my sin away Oh, He washed Wash my sin, my sin away. away Yes, He washed my sin away and I'm glad I'm, I'm
3: saved
4: Two coats were before me An old and a new I asked my sweet master well, what must I do? The old coat was ugly, so tattered.
5: Let go.
6: he called Calvary for you and I he knew he was the answer to his father's perfect plan Jesus chose the nails that were driven in his hand he chose the nails on Calvary that day he chose Chose the nails for you and me. He was brought before the council to be questioned on that day. False accused by many, he was beaten and betrayed. While the angels, they stood waiting for His command But like a lamb He spoke not a word As they drove the nails in His hands He chose the nails Yes, he could have called the angels to come and set him free he chose the name is the light upon your voices of angels of
0: she does getting people together helping our singing helping the people to all get a chance to sing and uh, God has blessed us you know what they don't come here on my account they come here on his account and he is what they serve and he is what they love and I watch God work through them and they know how to praise God and they know how to love God we've got a lot of people that We've lost this year. We've got a lot of people that have gotten saved this year. We've got a lot of people that have had babies this year. You know what? There's a lot of blessings. I was talking about it last night. But yet there's also those that are sick that are not here, those that can't come back right now. And unless God moves on them, they won't be able to come back. But I want you to remember them, and I want you to pray for them. I want you to pray for Lou. I want you to remember Ethel and Bobby. I want you to remember Rhoda who's not been here in a while. And remember those that's not been able to come out to the house of God. We love them. We need them. I don't know about you, but when I see a pillar sitting in a church and I realize they're the foundation of who we are, they love God. They're steadfast. They're true. They can correct me or anybody else if you get out of line. They can correct you with the Word of God because they know. And I thank God for what God has given us. Today, I want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind this week. And I want to go to it. It's uh, in Exodus, the third chapter. Andy mentioned it. They sung about it. And I'm going to bring it out. And I want you to hear it. But this is only part one of it. And I'm going to go as quick as I can. We don't have church tonight tonight. Nobody's got nowhere to go unless the Lord comes back. That's the only thing that's important. I don't think no restaurants are open, are they? They might not be. We'll just say for now they're closed. And if you find one open, then you can go eat. Praise God. I want you to turn to the third chapter of Exodus. I want you to look at verse 7. This is a new year. Listen. Get ready for the new year. Get ready for what God's going to do in 2023. I know what the devil's doing out there. I know what the enemy's doing. You can watch the news and see what the devil's doing any day you want to. But get a hold of what God's doing. Get a hold of who he is. Get a hold of the victory that's in his name. Because I got to tell you. We're straying if we're listening to the world and worried about those things out there. We have to stay close to him, stay with him in all things. Take every care you've got to him. Listen to me. In Exodus 3, look at verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people. He's talking to Moses. This was at the burning bush. And it says, Which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters for I know their sorrows. How many knows? God knows before you even ask. He already knows what's going on in your life. He knows what you're worried about. He knows what hurts you every day. He knows the grief over lost loved ones or maybe the loss of a loved one. He knows what you're going through. God heard the cry. Did you know when God called Abraham out, he told him his people down the road would go 400 years into bondage. They've been in bondage for 400 years. You say, what's what's the purpose of that? You know what? What's the purpose? We don't get what we want every time. Sometimes God's trying to correct us. Sometimes God's trying to see how much do you really want it? How much do you really want to trust what I'm telling you to do? Because I can tell you, Israel had some things in them that was wrong. And and God was correcting them. And you know, the first thing we got to do is admit we got a problem. Well, God's heard their cry after all this time. It says in verse 8, For I have come down to deliver them. Remember that. I have come down. God said, I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of the land unto a good land and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites that is Hittites, Amorites Perizzites Hivites and Jebusites now therefore behold the cry of the children of Israel is coming to me and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them now he points to Moses, come now and I will send thee to Pharaoh that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel out of Egypt. How many of even though Moses is being sent, Moses can't deliver nobody. But God will tell him, I'll be with you. And God's the one that said, I am going to come down and deliver you. Did you know if there's, a, if there's a, you know, in every place in the Old Testament, there's reference to the work of the New Testament. It's like it one, one uh, Marshall used to say it. It's, it's hidden in the Old Testament. It's revealed in the New Testament. But can I tell you something? In the Old Testament at this time, God is bringing out deliverance. I mean, here's what I just said. God saying, I am come down to deliver. Now, I want you to hear that because that's the word for today. The old song I was telling you, Becky, God delivers again. God delivers again. We need to hear that, and we need to get that inside of us that God will deliver again. But here, he's showing Israel his deliverance. And on down in chapter 5, I want you to look at verse 1 of chapter 5. Couple pages over, and afterward, number one, afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, they've, "God's already dealt with Moses." And Moses whined, "I don't, I can't go to Pharaoh. He don't hear me. I'm not a good speaker. All them excuses. How many's got excuses? I got them. Everybody's got excuses. I can't do. I can't do that job, but God, that's a big job, and I already been in Egypt, and I can tell you, it's not." so easy to go back to that Pharaoh. It's not easy to go up before the Pharaoh. But he says, and afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Listen to this. Let my people go. How many of those, many that's pretty simple. All you got is one message, Moses. You go tell Pharaoh, let my People go now. I want you to hear that because that's important. You got to get a hold of what of God. God, I think God's got a sense of humor. I mean, I really do think He understands what He's doing. He ain't got no backwardness about saying the truth right to His face. And He tells Moses, "Trust me. Go tell Pharaoh. Let." My people go that they may hold a feast into the wilderness, uh, unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let them go. On down to verse 22 of 5. Listen to, listen to Moses. And Moses returned to the Lord and said, Lord. Wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to this people, neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. Moses saying, God, I went and did what you said, but ain't nothing happening. Anybody ever pray and nothing happened yet? But listen to me, you got to hold on. To God, what he says. Hold on to what he has promised you. Because, see, God speaks personal sometimes, really personal to you. He'll tell you what he's going to do, and you have to have faith and trust him, because it may not happen until he decides it's time. And maybe he's preparing some things. You know, God's coming back real soon. He's preparing some things. Some of us think, oh, I'm just overwhelmed with grief. I'm overwhelmed with what's going on in the world. My my loved ones are lost. This is all. Lord, I ain't ready for you to come back. No. Put your faith in him and say, Lord, you come back at the right time. I don't deserve heaven, nor do you. But because of what Jesus did, I'm on the path. And I am supposed to go and tell everybody that Jesus is coming soon. Okay, I want you to look at chapter 6 of Exodus. I want you to look at verse 6. Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched-out arm and with great judgments. For I listen to all the eyes that God's going to do. How many knows God's already made up his mind? Israel's going to be His. Listen to what He's saying. He says, "And I will take you to be to me for a people, and I will be to you a God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, which brings you out from under the burdens of Egypt, of the Egyptians, and I will bring you into the land concerning." the the which I did swear to give unto Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it you for an inheritance. I am the Lord. Boy, oh boy, you know what, DJ, I just want to hear what God said. If I know what God's telling me to say, I'm not backward about telling you. I don't know if you understand. I'm not sure I understand what he's going to do yet. But I keep on looking at what he says, say, and that's what I know God's saying to say. Number one, he promised he was going to deliver them. How many knows the history book says they were delivered? Amen. God delivered them. He delivered all of those people under bondage. It was an impossibility. Even Pharaoh said, huh. <laughs> I don't know your God. Who do you think you are coming here telling me that? I'll make it harder on them. I won't give them straw. They can go get their own straw and make their bricks. But not one less brick can be made. They had to go work harder. It was getting worse. Our nation's getting worse. Things are not getting better for Christians. They're getting farther away. They want to pass laws for everything. I said it the other day. They want to drink if the Bengals are losing, and they want to drink if the Bengals are winning, and they want everything legalized. How many knows we lost our mind? We've lost our way. They're just looking for a reason to drink, and it's not helping them. It's not helping our country. Did you know? uh, I, I heard this this last week. We're number six of all cities in the United States, of drinkers, of drinking more alcohol. You think, that that don't even sound right. We're number six. I thought that ain't, I don't hope that we're not proud of that. We ought to be on the bottom. God has been good to this city. God has blessed this city. We've had a lot of godly churches all through this land. This is supposed to be the Bible Belt part of it. Where are we at? We're legalizing everything. You know why? Because we ain't made up our mind yet that God can do what he needs to do in us. We're not really willing. It's not that God's arm's short. It's our belief's not short. It's not straight. Listen to me. I'm going to get on your nerve just a little bit with this, but I've got to tell you the truth. In... I don't want you to turn there, but I want you to listen to this. In Exodus 7, 16, in an Exodus 8, 1, and 20, and in Exodus 9, 1, and 13, and in Exodus ten three, all those times there, God repeats what he says when the plagues are being poured out. He tells Moses and Aaron to go back to Pharaoh and tell him again, let my people Again and again and again. He's given Pharaoh every chance to just say, You know what? You're pestering me. Go ahead and take them people and get out. No, Pharaoh just gets irate every time he hears it. He ain't going to let them go. But God keeps bringing the plagues, God keeps bringing the things. Look at chapter 12 of Exodus. Last part of my read of this. Chapter 12, verse 30. It says, And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians. And there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house, listen to me, there was not a house that there was not one dead. Listen to the last plague. The firstborn of every family, the firstborn of every house, will die. You think God's mean? No, God gave all them warnings. He gave them all the times. He kept saying, "Let my people go." How many of you knows God's a gracious God? He's been crying to people, reaching out, saying, "Come and be free." You know what deliverance means? Deliverance means the act of setting free. Praise God. That's why he come to deliver. He come to set them free. They've been raised in bondage so long, they didn't hardly know how to handle being free. And they sure couldn't trust God to go out in the wilderness. How many sees what God did? It goes on to say, in verse 31, And he called for Moses and Aaron, This is Pharaoh. He called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people. For both ye and the children of Israel, and go and serve the Lord as you have said. Also take your flocks and your herd and as you have said and be gone. Praise God. The devil had enough. The old Pharaoh that thought he was a God himself had said, I'm done with this I can't handle it no more take anything you want but just go isn't that good how many knows God did what exactly what he said he'd do he came to deliver them, and he will deliver them. there's power in his word when it's spoken because God will back his word up it's eternal and it's powerful Israel was delivered from bondage hallelujah Israel was delivered. Isn't that good? Don't you know that deliverance not only means acts of being free, but it means to be rescued. It means to be saved from evil. And it also means moms give birth. You know what's going on? Mom, the the baby's being delivered. It's free. It came out. Praise God. They came out. Of the bondage of a great strong arm that had them in bondage for a long time that had no intentions of letting them go but when God declares it's going to happen it's going to happen praise his, praise his name look at Luke 4 I'm going to turn to the New Testament now and I want you to hear this Luke 4 look at verse 18 you've heard this many times God sends another deliverer hear this God sent another deliverer. He sent Moses to deliver Israel. Now he's working on the world. He's working on his people. He's not going to deliver them from the outside. He's going to deliver you from yourself and from the evil and from the curse that's put on man. He's going to deliver you from the the devil, from sin, and from death and hell. Praise God. God sent a deliverer. And it says in in 418, the spirit of the Lord, Jesus went, picked up this, the scriptures and opened it up and began to read in Isaiah. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to preach what? Deliverance. Setting free. Did you know we're supposed to be free, Christian? Are you bound to what the television's telling you? Are you bound to what the doctors and the scientists says is going to happen? I tell you right now, I don't care what happened 4 million years ago or 40 million years ago. I don't care about no ice age, and I don't really care about the prehistoric animals or whatever they want to write the book and call them. You know, I know everybody's got some kind of scientific proof of something. You know what I got proof of? only his word and after that all the rest of its guesswork they ain't none of them been around way back and know what happened to the dinosaurs if they had dinosaurs sorry and they don't know what happened if there was a problem with global warming I'm sorry you got to hear my political side of it. I don't like I don't like to hear the story about political stuff of, of junk that they've spent millions of dollars on, and all I see is them sticking it in their pocket, and you don't know where it went after that. Amen. You can call it global warming all you want to. But I can tell you, the God that I serve made this world, and it won't end till he says it in. Praise God. He says, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, and has set at liberty, to set free them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. God sent his own son. God sent his own son as the deliverer. Why? You know what? You would. You, they, when he came to the Israelites, they looked at Jesus like, what do we need to be set free from? We're Abraham's children. We don't need freedom. We're Abraham. We ain't never been in bondage to nobody. That was a lie right there. They had been in bondage. And God don't send his only begotten son to do what he did without somebody needs to be set free. And the somebody is all of us. John 8, chapter 31. Then said Jesus to the Jews, John eight thirty one. Then said Jesus to the Jews which believed on him. These are the ones that thought, well, this guy's really, really got it. He's from God. He's doing powerful things. If you, Jesus said to him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you, what? Free. Truth will deliver you if you listen. And it says, they answered him, we be Abraham's seed, and we've never been bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? And Jesus answered them, verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever commits sin is a servant of sin. How many knows we're all sinners, we've all come short of the glory of God, we all need a Savior, and we all need deliverance, we need set free. You're in bondage to sin. You're a servant to sin unless Jesus has set you free. And if you don't have Jesus in you, you have no freedom in you. You're still bound to this thing that you hide from everybody else. Excuse me, I'm not trying to be nosy, but I'm going to tell you something. Sin, don't walk off and just just say, okay, I give up. You like Jesus. No, he's going to hound you, dog you open your, he's going to get in your little eyes. He's going to get in your little ears. He's going to get in your little smell. He's going to get anything he can get in to draw you right back to what you're doing. And then you'll find out and you'll pretty, pretty soon you'll be saying, well, there must not be no power in this gospel because I, sure, I can't get delivered from nothing. Oh, yes, you can. That's what I said earlier. There ain't nothing wrong with his deliverance. Problem's in us. Sorry to tell you. Because I, I, you know what, I I fight the same battle you do. I live in the same world you do. It says, verse 35, and the servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Ain't that beautiful? You know what, Andy is saying we're all bound by sin, but it turns right around to say, if you've got the son, you've been made free. So accept Jesus inside of you like it's already been sung about and talked about. Accept him in you. Say, Lord, I ain't being me no more. I'm being yours. I'm going going to step out of this old man and I'm going to walk through Jesus. I'm going to put on that new coat and I'm going to wear it. I'm going to wear Jesus everywhere I go. I hope I aggravate everybody around me because they need to be aggravated enough to see that they're running short. They don't have Jesus inside. They ain't going to like you when you show up. You're not trying to dig at nobody. You're not trying to put nobody down. You know what? We're all that. We're all those same people. We've all been saved. Or if you haven't been saved, you need to be saved. And we know that. God put that in us. Then Jesus said to him, I know you're Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. You ever try to witness to somebody and they put up that that wall? I don't want to hear that. You go to your church, I go to mine. They tell you all that stuff. You know, Jesus said, I know you're Abraham's seed. But the problem you're having with me, you're seeking to kill me. I mean, here's this. You're seeking to kill me because my words have no place in you. And then he says, I speak that which I have seen with my heavenly father. And you do that which you have seen with your father. Wow, he wasn't talking about Father Abraham. He said, you're doing what you see with your father. What is is it? If you go on down to verse 44, Jesus said to him, you are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. How many knows the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, how many knows it will hold you in bondage? You think it's just life? No. God made us, but he made us to be set free. He allowed you to come into this life the first time that you would find him. Search for him and be set free inside to be ready to be a child of God. Waiting for the adoption of the body. Oh, Lord, I'm looking for a new body. Anybody looking for a new body? You elders all should raise your hand. I'm looking for a new body. <laughs> Praise God. I'm looking for a new body. You know what? I had fun when I was a kid. I played ball and had fun. I loved coming back, winning games, Dustal playing softball, Mark, you guys. We had a lot of fun. But can I tell you, I can't live there. Now I go out there, if I fall down in the dirt, somebody has to help me up. Isn't that pitiful? I need a new body. It's coming. I know it. Jesus came to deliver us, and that means to set us free from sin, free from sin. Listen to what I'm telling you, because the world's telling you, even the church world's telling you, just keep your sin. Everybody's got it. It's okay. God don't care. God knows you're going to come up short. Yes, he does, and we do live in great grace. I know we did. But how many times have we had to fall back on our knees? When I was a sinner, I didn't have to fall back on my knees because I didn't think it applied to me. But once I came to know who he is, every time I failed him, I got to find somewhere to say, Jesus, I'm sorry I failed you again. Help me. Pick me up, Lord. Help me walk for you. In Galatians 1, 3, it says, Grace be to you, and peace from God the Father. This is Apostle Paul. And from our Lord Jesus Christ, listen to this, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world. I don't know what you, but that just described everything I said. He sent his son He gave himself for our sin that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Down in Galatians 5, verse 1 says, Stand fast in the liberty, therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us what? Free. That means he delivered you. If you're free from sin, you've been delivered. If sin's still knocking on your door, you need to go back to him and say, Lord, I need deliverance of this problem. I want this problem out of here. This problem doesn't go with a child of God. So I got to get rid of it. Don't carry it around and act like nobody else. No, God knows. That's all what matters. He's who you serve. If you expect the singers and the preachers to preach because God has spoke to them and God is the one that they're serving and singing to and praising. See, I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to God. I'm telling God back what he's already told me, what he's already put inside of me. I'm quoting his words back to him. He knows what I'm saying. But see, I'm supposed to share that with everyone. I'm supposed to share that in what God put me to do. That's what I'm sharing. When a song hits the heart, of so, a song they come up here and they begin to sing, and the Holy Spirit says, "Oh, that's what I—that's obedience. I wanted you to do that song." And the Holy Spirit just begins to go out, and He begins to touch on hearts and convict and draw. Isn't that beautiful? God's got a beautiful work. And we got to hold on to that. Church, we have to hold on to that. It says, wherewith Christ has made us free, and then it says, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Wow. See, Paul made it real clear. You're not only set free, you're not only delivered, but don't entangle yourself again with what you've been set free from. That's what gets me. I don't understand how people can keep on, and even churches are preaching that it's okay to just carry your sin. Don't worry about it. Everybody's coming up short. See, I don't get that. To me, why would Jesus come and set us free from something we go right back and pick it up and put it right back on and it's bondage to us? How many knows it'll destroy you, it'll destroy your your wife, it'll destroy your children. Everything you allow in your home that don't belong, guess what? You're bringing it to those that God gave you. Okay. Hebrews 2.14, for as much then as children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them deliver them who who through fear of death were all their lifetimes subject to bondage. See, we can look at death as I'm bound to die, poor me. But when you accept Jesus Christ, guess what? You are bound to live forever. I'm not bound to death no more. Jesus paid for death. I know you're looking at me like, but read it yourself. It's there and it's true. And it's alive and it's real. And Jesus came out of the grave. And I said it last night. He told Thomas, look at the nail prints in my hands. Look at the nail prints or the spear in my side. Why? Because Jesus is showing them, I defeated death. I died on the cross for you, but I am alive forevermore. And in Christ, we can be alive forevermore. Don't you know that is the gospel? And if we don't live in deliverance, we're living in bondage still. I'm sorry. I don't want to bring you bad news. I want to bring you good news. The good news is we should be delivered today. I don't care what's aggravating you. I don't care what's going on in your family. Start praying, God, deliver me again. And deliver my sons. And deliver my daughters. And deliver my grandchildren. Because, see, I'm praying for the God that can make the change. Only he can make that change. He's the deliverer. God sent his son to be our deliverer. There is now, Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there salvation any other, for there's no other name under heaven given among men, Whereby we must be saved. Listen to 1 Corinthians 10. I remember this way back. When we had a little class, Bobby, way back. April, me and you went out at the little church. Went out witnessing. We were doing a little class. One of the scriptures that we was told to memorize was verse 13 of the 10th chapter. And I want you to hear it. First he said in 12, Wherefore let him that think he stands take heed lest he fall. Why? Because there are temptations coming your way. But there is hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape, you know what a way to escape means, and make a way to get free from it. Don't tell me I can't. Don't tell me a drug addict can't help herself. Don't tell me an alcoholic can't help herself. I'm sorry to tell you, but the only only problem inside of every one of us is that we don't decide that God's able to do. We don't think we're able to do. It ain't God's arms that's short. We're the ones that want to keep our sin. I'm sorry to tell you. You can say, oh, God, if God would deliver me, if I just didn't have this problem with drinking, if I just didn't have this problem. But can I tell you something? You're avoiding the deliverer. The deliverer wants to deliver you from this. He don't want you to walk in this. He don't want you to live in that and act like, oh, I love God anyway. No, he wants you to go and get the things that are wrong in you out of you. You know, I don't care where they're coming from in this world. They want to accept homosexuals in the church. They want to accept trans, trans whatever they are in church. They want to accept all these things in church when the truth is they got a deliverer that died to set them free from that. Amen. But they like what they're doing. They like. They call that freedom to do that. But can I tell you, you're listening to the wrong spirit. Because the spirit of God not only will lead you to cry out to him, Lord, deliver me, but the deliverer is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Ever waiting, ever willing, ever pleading our case. He knows how to deliver us. Second Peter, second chapter. Come on, back up, Becky. Second Peter, second chapter. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. How many knows? God knows how to deliver them. You know what, Mom and Dad? You don't know how to deliver your children, but God knows how to deliver. He knows what they're holding on to. He knows what lie the enemy's telling them. But they have to come to the place where they say, I am bound by sin. I am bound by something that's destroying me. God, it did not come from above. It comes from the enemy of my life. And as long as you keep allowing space for the enemy to get in, he'll get in. Bible says don't give space to the devil you give him space he'll move in it'll be innocent when it first happens it'll be like oh well accidentally took a little drink tried a little drugs everybody else done it before you know it you're hooked on it and then you've decided I like it and then you don't want to vote against it I'm sorry getting in that politics side of it. But see, to me, you got to take the stand. I don't care what was going on in, in Rome. I don't care who was in charge. Jesus didn't have a bit of problem telling them the truth. Speaking to The Lord knows how to deliver to God the out of temptation and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. I say all that for one reason, you are God's children and have and have overcome them because greater is in you than he that is in the world. The only reason you're not delivered from what's wrong, greater is the world in you than he that is in you. If you're accepting Christ, let me tell you something. He's big enough to run the devil off. He's big enough to run the temptations out. He knows how to preserve you. He knows how to keep you. I mean, here's what I'm saying. See, the church is sick. The church is sick because they're allowing sin that destroys back in. And the deliverer sitting at the right hand of the Father. And he's not coming again to deliver you again. He's coming the next time to pass judgment upon the world and the way of the world. And I don't want the world in me. You, Lord, set me free. Deliver me, Lord. Take me, Lord. I've failed you so many times. But, Lord, if you'll receive me, i bring you myself. And all that I have, I'll have nothing. Worth living for in this life, if I don't have you. I mean, here's what I'm saying. As Moses was a deliverer for Israel, I don't think there was one of them said, No, I don't think I want to be liberated. I'll just stay here. See, Jesus is good news to everybody. But if you don't take him, you can Sue said it, you can believe on him. But if you don't take him in your heart. Allow him to be your Lord, your Savior. The enemy will get right back in. He'll drag you right back down. And then people walk away and say, Oh, I tried, church. You know the sad part? We got young people running to the big, some of these big churches that are falling flat. They find out half of the stuff they said wasn't true, and they're finding out the ministries are falling apart, and the people that is leading them falling apart, and somebody said it last night. They're worshiping the worshipers. They're not worshiping him. They're worshiping the worshipers. Get back to the ground where you stand on. Get back to the place where you begin to cry out, Lord, I can't even walk without you hold my hand. I can't live. It ain't what I do. It's what you have done. Praise God. Everybody standing. Apostle Paul said this in 2 Timothy, notwithstanding the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by the preaching, by me, the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear. Listen to what Paul says now. I don't know if you remember this scripture, but listen to this. Paul said, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Who's the lion? The lion is the devil. He seeks about, goes about, seeking whom he may devour. Paul said, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work. How many knows the deliverer will deliver you from every evil work and will preserve me unto the heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. The power that's in his name the power that's in this gospel I don't know how you see it but I see it that we need it more we don't need just a little Jesus on Sunday we need him every day of our life I said it last night I said it a couple weeks ago in a sermon about Jesus said I am the bread of life you got to feed on Him every day. You don't skip a meal every day. You don't skip eating every day. No, you feed on what feeds this body. You're not going to be healthy in Christ if you don't feed on Him daily. That means get your word out, get your songs, sing. If you have to, sing yourself to God. But give Him praise every day. Talk to Him daily. Get in the habit of doing it because I can tell you right now when God sees your heart crying out for help and crying out for praise to him, guess what? He's going to show up in the room and he's going to bless you and he's going to soften your heart. And before you know it, this world just falls off and all those things with But it's a battle and it's a fight and the enemy ain't giving up on you. God. While they sing something. If you need delivered today, God's the deliverer. He's sitting at the right hand waiting for you to say, Lord, I need deliverance. And you know what? Most of us already know we've been delivered many times over things that got in our life and began to destroy us. <laughs> Even after you get saved, be careful little ears what you hear. Be careful, little feet where you go. God's calling his church in 2023. He's preparing his church to go home and he's coming back for those looking for him. You're not looking for him if the world's in you. If the bondage is still there, you're not looking for him. You're holding on to what the world is. While they sing, you come if you need
6: I face a mountain that I've never faced before. That's why I'm calling on you, Lord. I know it's been a while, but Lord, please hear my prayer. Oh, I need I never had before sometimes, sometimes it
3: takes a mile.
0: us know what's going on in the other hearts of other people. Only you know yourself and God knows. I'm not trying to put anybody down, not trying to you to question your salvation at all. I'm just telling you the enemies working overtime to draw God's people away belong to the deliverer he is he has never had a short arm he always knows how to bring us out and to bring us to that place it's a new year I asked God to help us I asked him a lot of times to help me be a shorter preacher I ain't talking about size But I know sometimes I hold you late. But i got to tell you the truth. Sometimes it is burdensome. It's like you watch your children when they come home, maybe for the holidays, and you watch them go back out and nothing's changed. And you begin to weep because you realize God is still giving them grace. And space to repent. I don't want one person that when we leave this life, and it could happen any day, it could happen today. I don't want to say goodbye to him. I don't want to turn and not see him there. We're going home. This is the family of God. He's coming back for his church and his children. We have to be ready. I don't want to say goodbye to nobody, especially my loved ones, especially my heartstrings. God knows what He's doing, He's drawing us. He began to weep and began to pray and began to cry out. God, we need your deliverance again. Send your spirit to my lost loved ones and bring them to deliverance. Sometimes it does take a mountain or a wilderness or even a little rain whatever it takes Lord don't let us lose our way help us Lord each day to live for you to struggle along in life I remember working and thinking "Well, when I get a little bit older when I get a little more seniority everything will calm down and smooth out no it didn't new troubles around every corner this is the battle of life win today have victory today don't let the devil have you put it off there's people up here praying I think they got some candy right marks outside, mark's outside with some candy that those that wasn't here last week try to let those that uh, didn't get one get one first but, <laughs> you know, check yourself, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like picking on you. you know? <laughs> I like chocolate myself. So I got a problem. But I thank you. I thank you for your patience today. Won't be no service tonight. Praise God.